0: Welcome to the CU2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. In every episode, we probe the massive digital transformation that now is remaking the nation's credit unions. Today's guest, Kirk Drake, the man who literally wrote the book CU2.0. If you haven't read it, shame on you. Now listen up to what Kirk has to say about digital transformation. What works, what doesn't. You'll learn something. You'll learn a lot. One more thing. Tune into the last bit of this podcast to learn about special sponsorship opportunities. You'll want to hear about this. So let's start at the beginning, Kirk. What is digital transformation as applied to credit unions? What does this mean?
1: So I I think in my mind it really is about how do we begin to move away from a brick-and-mortar you know, sort of first mentality and a service-first mentality and really start looking at how do our websites, online banking, mobile banking, text messaging, you know, marketing automation, how do they do the work and replicate the experience or change experience that a human provides today into something that the technology can really recreate and build that same sort of um, digital experience for the member.
0: How many credit unions are there at this point?
1: So I think the... I was talking to someone this morning, and he mentioned that the um, average fintech does 100% of its business online, right? Uh, the average credit union does about 5%, and the ones who've really focused on it do about 30%. So I think we're still at the starting gates. We're still trying to figure this out. Most, I always like to say you want to start with a digital engagement scorecard and really understand all the different ways that a member would interact with you technologically, measure that and then focus on improving it and in most cases credit don't know how many people are coming to their website they don't know how long they're spending there they don't know which pages they're going to they don't know when they're falling off the cliff and going someplace else they don't know what google what what keywords they're searching for they don't even know how many people are logging in on a regular basis or how often they're logging into online banking or mobile banking and i think as as we kind of like expand that and look at that whole portfolio of things the number one thing that i see is uh, it was a, a great uh, slide that I saw today, which was if you think about pull this around. <clears throat> if you think about physical branch versus digital branch, you know, at your physical branch, you've got branch design and decor, which is, you know, equivalent to your website design and the digital branch. Your tellers are equivalent to online banking and mobile, right? And that's pretty much where a credit union today has kind of ended. They've got a website. And they've got some teller functionality um, and as you start kind of moving beyond that your new member service reps would be your you know join the credit union landing pages and your online applications and processes your loan officers are in your branch but you on your website you'd have product pages and online loan applications and lo- an online loan fulfillment and be meeting the expectations of a, of a digital customer or member, someone who wants to really you know be approved or decision, approved, and uh, funded in minutes, not hours or days or weeks, as, as most credit unions, you know, kind of look at. And so as you kind of look at those different paradigms, you know, as certainly a lot of credit unions will tell you they've got, you know, a website and they've got landing pages and they've got, um, you know, online loan applications and whatnot. But I don't think we really think of it as we're not trying to optimize those You know constantly and obsessing about them the way we do about branch service they're just kind of there Um, and I think that's the real transformational piece of it because you know just like in a branch a member you know might speak to a member service rep ask a bunch of questions go away for a week come back with their paperwork apply go away for a week come back for the decision you know get funding and move on with their journey all of that should be happening digitally and be replicable and measurable as people are going through their traditional experiences, which means your content, your videos, your explanations, your repeatability of that process needs to you know, really expand beyond sort of a human keeping track of that.
0: Now, twice in the last week, very senior credit union executives said to me in effect, we'd really like to be doing all that stuff you're talking about, but our core system doesn't let us and our core mm-hmm. provider is unhelpful, and we can't get out of our contract, what should we do? I'm, I'll throw that question to you. What should they do? So
1: I think the, the first piece is, if they really, you know, if you kind of did an inventory of what you can and can't do, uh, and where you need to be three, five years from now, and when those contracts are due that are limiting those, and then just really focus all of your attention on the things you can do in the short term that can have an impact, right? Maybe you can't, Um, You know, get your online lending application to be approved in under, you know, 15 minutes. But maybe you can get it to 30, right? And even if that's some manual process behind the scenes, that's better. I I remember, this is, you know, dating myself, but in the early 2000s, at NIH Credit Union, we had the goal of having an online loan application. And so, literally, we found a vendor who did an online loan application, who then scored it and approved members, whatever percentage they could, and then they just faxed us the application where we re-entered it. It wasn't pretty, right? It wasn't ideal in any way, shape, or form, but that Band-Aid stuck around for three or four years. So, you know, I think the the reality is we have to think about this from the member's perspective, not our perspective, right? And you know, it doesn't make any sense to me that when you go into a credit union and you go to a, open an account, you're committing an hour to two hours of your life to watching someone else fill out computer screens. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's no value being added in that. The member service rep doesn't have any time to converse with you because they're trying to fill out the screens, make sure everything's right. Um, and really, we'd probably be better off have them, you know, say, hey, give me your name and address and copy your your social security number and your uh, your driver's license. And once i have everything totally set up i'll have you you know let's talk for five minutes and we'll finish everything right but let's not make you sit there and watch me you know run all your lab work for two hours right that doesn't really add we're interested in the results not the the process um and i think that's you know the the same way i think if you look at this you know aggregate digital experience it's beginning the journey and accepting that it's a journey and it's going to take you three to five years to get there and by the time you get there, we're going to probably be worrying about the next set of things, but, you know, doing nothing isn't the answer, right? It's just, you know, going down that journey and fixing the things that you can uh, and making them more efficient and, and, you know, continuing to build in that regard.
0: Now, we're in the, in the beginning, I'd say, of a CEO change, generational CEO change at credit unions. Do you think an aftermath of that will be more acceptance of stuff that's digital?
1: Absolutely, I think there's almost an expectation of it, right? Which is, you know, this is where the world's going to be, and if we want millennials, if we want whatever generation comes after millennials, I don't think anybody actually knows the name. Um, <laughs> I think if we, if we want to, you know, be capturing those those future states, we have to accept that we've got to get good at this um, because it's 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 only a matter of time until you know the fintechs or Amazon or someone else demonstrates a a viable way to do this and steals our lunch, right? And and if we don't actively focus on that, I think we're going to be in trouble.
0: Well, what the fintechs are doing is they're picking off the pieces where they see they can make easy money. Right. And and they're leaving behind the low return activities for for banks and credit unions to do. And that's that's a sure path to extinction.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think you you look at you know sort of amazon where they started off with a seemingly innocuous let's sell a book online and evolved it to buy pulses, right um, you know, it's a it's been a 20-year journey we can't forget that it's taken them quite some time along the way and they have had to solve a lot of problems and they still have a lot of problems to solve but they certainly have been extremely disruptive in that process and caused huge companies to go out of business at the same time they've caused huge companies like best buy to completely reinvent themselves in their entire model right um, with much success right so I, I think you know I don't think we should put our heads in our sand and say we, we can't do anything about it I think we have to say all right well you know what can we do where do we start you know and and honestly the only things that I see that really matter are the attitude of we got to start and you know once we get started the, the path will become clear.
0: Well, I remember some years ago reading an interview with Sam Walton where he was asked how, say, small hardware stores could survive. And he said, rule one, don't try to compete with me. Rule two, figure out what you want to do, really want to do that we don't do, and Mm -hmm. focus on that, and you will succeed. If you want to focus on really, really, really expensive interior house paints, it's yours. We're not going to compete with you. Uh, and I I read that and he said he's given a prescription for survival. If you say I'm gonna I'm gonna compete on com- commodity paints, and he says specifically, I can retail at less than your hotel- wholesale. It's uh, right, right. Uh, you cannot win yeah, that you- fight. So pick your fights, and I'd say the same thing to credit unions. Pick the fight. You can't beat Amazon in certain things, but you can beat Amazon on a lot of things. Mainly things they don't want to do.
1: Yep. So. Exactly. And things that they're going to be regulatory stuck on and things that, you know, they aren't going to know your community the way you are. Right. And that and that's you know, Christians, in my opinion, are uniquely situated to compete at this level because they came from a unique place. They had a seg or they had a community charter. They had, you know, a church or something that gave them this unique identity in the first place. Um, that, that positions them extremely well to really focus on that community or whatever the new community is to create that differentiation.
0: Well, I would argue, I, I, I agree, but I would also argue that the loss of the SEGs and the shift into community-based credit unions has set a lot of credit unions adrift. They knew who they were when they were the New York Times credit union. They knew exactly yes. who they were. And now you say, well, you're the credit union for all of North Jersey. You know, What's that, man?
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's not, it's not a, a geographic or cultural boundary that actually makes any sense, right? Um, it, it's much more um, it, it, unmeasurable in that regard. And I think, you know, I think, the, I, I think you're right. that I do think the SEG, to Community Charter Credit Unions, have probably had the hardest time of that. But I also think it's mostly a game. I think it's, a, it's at least in the businesses I've run, it, it doesn't matter what you focus on as long as you're focused on something. It's when you're thinking you can be all things to all people, which is, that's the dangerous point, right? It's it's whether you're going to focus on doctors or nurses or, you know, whatever whatever it is, that's what provides that clarity. And focus doesn't mean not doing the other things. It just means being intentional around the messaging and the things that you are doing, to prioritize that target.
0: What do you say to a credit credit union executive who says, okay, fine, you've half convinced me on this digital transformation thing. What should my first step be? And make it a step that's easy, that I'll succeed at, but we'll see how cool digital is. What What would you tell them?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I think when we started this and I published the book and we started talking to credit unions, in most cases we, we thought it was gonna be a choose your own adventure and said you could start anywhere. Um, My experience over the last year has been that's not the case and that there's really only two or three places to start. The first is measuring how you're engaging members today across all of the delivery off all of the different electronic delivery channels, so website, online banking, mobile banking, you know, number of emails open, that kind of stuff. And, and starting that as your digital engagement scorecard of what you're going to try to improve over time. And then the number one way to improve that is a blog. And I don't mean about, you know, like writing or pontificating on, you know, ridiculous topics of the meaning of life. I mean, just answering your members' existing questions in well-written videos and and content topics that are keyword-optimized that begin the journey of that engagement. And then once you have that first set of content, then you can begin – first off, you'll get an immediate list – on page views and on the digital engagement scorecard, but then you begin to have the playbook and the recipe book for doing nurturing campaigns and beginning to drive the member through their journey electronically. You're of course gonna have a ton of work for you to put all that together, but those without those two tools, you will get nowhere, right? You will spend all your time running around in circles trying to figure out where to start and just universally found that those two things are the key to doing almost everything else in the digital transformation process.
0: Is another key getting the essentially legacy analog staff in line with this, supportive of this, thinking, yeah, this is great and it's great for me too?
1: Um, I think that will happen naturally, right? So my belief is, and this is why I didn't write Credium 2.0 as a book on cultural change. I think the second book will probably be about, a lot about that. But my belief was we had to get started with the things we could do today with the resources we had to be able to see the future or the the rest of the path ahead of us. And in, to get there faster, absolutely. You're going to have a big cultural change. You're going to have to change out some of the players on the team and make those adjustments, but to get started, I don't think you have to do that. It just depends
0: on how fast you want to get there. Well, can the staff hold you back though, if they're not on board with this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that at some credit unions, um, you know, a lot of them will say, yeah, we're already doing this or we already know how to do this. And in obviously they just don't. They don't know how to use the analytics. They don't know how to to consistently produce content, um, you know, to do those things. They can certainly, you know, give it the old college try and, and make it look like they know what they're doing. But the difference between the continuous, sustained focus on this over a long period of time, that's where that transformation happens. Um, it's not on, you know, take a picture of myself and add a mustache, right? Like, Um, So, you know, I think that's the – they definitely can hold you back in that. uh, But I think as long as you're um, focused on that journey and recognizing that, you know, once you have the the scorecard and you can start pointing to, okay, how do we improve different parts of this, that begins to create the momentum and the drive for that team and eventually – It will lead to where you want it to go again i think it's the question of how fast you need to get there
0: the average credit how fast does the average credit union need to get there i I don't think most of them see any urgency yeah i mean i I think
1: um so i think you're right i don't think most of them see any urgency but we're in a good economic time right now right like so uh, of course there's no urgency in banking right because everything they're doing is working um those are usually the most dangerous times in my mind uh, and so I, 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 agree with you. I don't think there's a ton of urgency, but I do think, um, you know, the data is there and people are seeing how PayPal or SoFi are stealing small pieces of business and they're getting motivated to that and they're starting the process and, and moving down that journey. And, you know, I think, I think they will, um, I, I think it's one of those things you take your first step, um, you know, it's I guess it's kind of like if you've ever had kids, um, you know, when you have a a 10 or 11 month old and they're trying to go from crawling to walking and it's really painful and they try day and day and they stand and stand and stand, but they can't take that first step. And then the amount of time from when they took that first step to when they're full on sprinting is about two weeks. (laughs) Right. Um, and so I think it's the same sort of thing is there's a lot of roadblocks and challenges to get out the gate. But once you've taken that first step, then and then, success begets success.
0: Before we go, the CU2.0 podcast is looking for a few good sponsors to help us spread the word about the digital transformation of credit unions. You could be one of them. Contact Robert McGarvey for details at rjmcgarvey at gmail.com. First come, first served. Again, that's rjmcgarvey at gmail.com.